This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. This is Action and Ambition, the show that takes you all over the world to share interviews with the most successful and relevant people on the planet. Hear their backstory, get the most important lessons they've learned on their road to success, and hear exclusive tips on how to implement their success in your own life. Action and Ambition is brought to you by Entrepreneur Magazine and your host, Andrew Metal. Hello, hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Action and Ambition Podcast with your host, Dominic Linton. And I have another phenomenal guest with me today, Mark Muro. Mark Muro, um, Hattie's Bay Club is a collection of 7,777 Hattie, the one in 100 million cotton candy lobster NFTs. On November 5th, 2021, Hattie was discovered off the coast of Portland, Maine by local lobsterman, Billy Coppersmith. Founder, Chief Curator, Mark Mural, GetMainLobster.com, has a partnership with Coppersmith and became Hattie's trusted guardian. Though Mark quickly found Hattie a forever home at a local aquarium, he knew the whole world would fall in love with her amazing colors if given a chance to behold Hattie's beauty. He was right. Hattie took over social and the news. She was an overnight sensation. And now we're building a special 1 in 100 million community around this ultra rare lobster. Without further ado, Mark, welcome. Thank you for joining me. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you for that introduction. That sounds of, great. <laughs> of course, of <laughs> course. And so you're located in Portland, Oregon right now? Portland, Maine. Yep. Portland, Maine. Look the at that. other Portland. Portland. The other Fun Portland. fact, uh, Portland, Oregon was named after Portland, Maine and it was mm -hmm. almost Boston. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. That is a fun fact. All right. Didn't even so, realize there's another Portland, but yes, that's yeah. good to know. Yeah, yeah. So, and have you been there all your life? Uh, no. So I moved to Maine when I was six. Uh, prior to that, I lived in the South, um, Florida, North Carolina, Kentucky. Oh, okay, gotcha. And before Hattie's Bay Club, um, what were you actually doing before all this? So I run. Um, I founded a direct-to-consumer lobster and seafood business out of Maine mm -hmm. in late 2009. So that's okay. really been my my job. Yeah. Um, Is that GetMainLobster? GetMainLobster.com. Gotcha. Yep. So we uh, have relationships with local lobstermen and and purveyors. And mm. uh, we put the, the goodness in a box and ship it to your doorstep. Oh, okay. Gotcha. And then I also see that you have Black Point Seafood. Yeah, so that's our overarching uh, company. Uh, we also do a lot of wholesale uh, as well under that gotcha. brand. Okay, and you know, with this whole mission, I guess what pushed you to you know partner with Coppersmith and become Hattie's trusted guardian? So, <clears throat> how it works in Maine is that uh, I'm right on the wharf, Union Wharf, in Portland. And 
uh, I trade parking and access uh, to make a lobsterman's life easy. In exchange, I get um, 100% of his catch. Oh, okay. So, and that's how a lot of relationships work is mm-hmm. in order to make sure that I have lobster, I need to lock down as many lobstermen and women uh, as I can, right? So mm-hmm. you do that by creating convenience and access and all that jazz. So okay. uh, Billy and I have been working together for a while now. Mm-hmm. And uh, and yeah, that, that day I got a text message with a fuzzy picture of what I thought was, you know, the rarest of the rare. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it was, and it was Hattie. Uh, cotton candy colored lobster wow that's amazing yeah Yeah. (laughs) and how do you actually make everything accessible and you know uh, convenient for for your clients so for um for our direct consumer customers Mm -hmm. um so we go out and do all the hard work uh we have high standards with um you know quality so we establish the relationships. Uh, we're able to acquire um, certain products uh, that are uh, higher quality, better value mm-hmm. um, than say some others. And then we conveniently put that in a box and deliver it to your house so that you don't have to go to the store and get it. And um, kind of the best way that I describe the difference between my lobster and say a lobster that Let's say if you're in uh, Los Angeles and you go to a seafood market and they have a tank, Mm -hmm. right? You don't know how long that tank's been there. But um, we had a customer who came to visit me in Maine. She's from Seattle. Mm -hmm. And she's like, I'm eating my way through Maine and I'm having lobster every day. Mm -hmm. But queue up an order for when I get home because then I want to, when I get home, I want to end my trip uh, in Seattle with some lobster. And she said that my lobster was better than any other lobster that she had. Oh, wow. While she was in the state. And um, so the reason is, is in order to survive the trip, a live lobster, it has to be the strongest, best, right? So only the primo primo actually goes into a box mm. of live lobsters. So um, <clears throat> no lobster is graded the same. Mm-hmm. There's grades, but no lobster has the same sort of grade. Yeah. Some of them are much healthier, stronger, and more vibrant. So the more vibrant, the better tasting it's going to be. Oh, I see. I was, I was about to ask, like, how do you grade these lobsters? Is it yeah. from how active they are and things yeah. like that and the color? When you pick them up, color is one, right? Mm-hmm. Um, if they have a darker shell, that means the shell's hard. Mm. Um, and so they have a lot of protection. So it's a pretty good chance that they're, you know, protected. Um, but when you pick them up, you can feel right. Like, all right. Yeah, he's good. And then they spread Eagle if they're, you know, really primo primo, they spread Eagle. So you're like, all right, you know, that one's, that one's fine. And you put that in a separate crate that says, Hey, this one's strong enough to survive a trip to Seattle. Mm, I see. And then we take it and we put it in the tank that we actually cooled the water super duper duper cold to calm them down mm. and get them relaxed for the journey. Wow. And how <laughs> did you learn all this, like this whole process, knowing how to calm them down and knowing that the vibrant ones are most likely going to be the stronger and most tasty of the batch? Yeah. So it's funny. When I founded the business, I actually wasn't living in Maine. Um so it took a lot of, I was living in Chicago 
And, okay. Uh, I launched it and had a friend of mine fulfill the orders. And so it just took me being curious, right? Spending time with all the different purveyors. Mm-hmm. You know, I'd have to fly in. If I was going to take on a new buyer, I'd have to fly in and get a tour of their establishment. And I would just learn, learn, learn. And then now that I have my own um, property on a wharf, you know, obviously I have to learn, you know, everything, all the tricks of the trade. Yeah. And what's, I guess, some of the difficulties that you run into with uh, this line of business? Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's probably another podcast. Um, (laughs) So too um, many to count. Yeah. So lobster (laughs) is a commodity, right? Mm -hmm. So the price varies and we're just getting out of a year and a half of just prices that nobody's ever seen, you mm-hmm. know, it's really, really high. Um, and then right before that, the prices were some of the lowest that we've seen. <laughs> so it's like, you know, roller coaster. Um, yeah. Supply has been very difficult. Mm. Um, demand has been really strong, but supply, you know, low. Um so that's been really difficult. Logistics, right? FedEx and UPS. Yeah. You hand them, you know, this box that somebody paid $200 for. And you say, hey, please gently bring this to Los <laughs> Angeles. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they're having labor issues. They're having, you know, all kinds of issues, mm-hmm. you know. So so that's, that's a thing. Um, and then seafood is intimidating to cook at home right mm, yeah, yeah it's changing because of covid but you know there's a lot of education we're pretty proactive that way um but you know when you give it to somebody who's an amateur chef in their home and they've never cooked lobster before there's a chance that they're not going to do the best job and then their experience isn't going to be what i desire mm-hmm. you know and that's tough to deal with sometimes yeah but uh, so we really try to over communicate when it relates to preparation Okay. And for the problems that really are out of your hands, like such as, you know, shipment or dealing with UPS or FedEx and stuff like that, how do you actually deal with those problems? Or I guess, is there a specific mindset you have to do or what are kind of your backup plans for that? Yeah. The mindset is we always make it right. Um, So even if it's somebody else's fault, right. Mm -hmm. Now, if it's FedEx's fault, we can go after them and say, Hey, give us some money for this one. Here's proof that you didn't fulfill your promise. Yeah. Um, And yeah, that's it. I mean, you know, our motto is we, you know, we always make it right, even when we get it wrong, Mm -hmm. you know? So we try to do it right on the first try. Our selection process and our packing, I mean, our execution rate is pretty high. Yeah. You know, we're talking like, you know, 98 and a half to 99%. You know, and that's with everybody else's issues. Yeah. Um, so it's not a big number, but we're a big shipper, right? You know, I yeah. we shipped 70,000 boxes last year. So, you know, that's a lot. A you know, lot. 1% of that, you know, that's a lot of issues to deal with. Yeah. So. And I know you mentioned how you over communicate. Um, how can transparent communication really help, you know, businesses yeah. form their, you know, trust and build that community that they want i think that was a a natural like so for me i have a degree in hospitality and a degree in creative writing mm, so okay. it's almost like the perfect combination for yeah, the job i have now that right? is wow yeah 
So, um, you know, transparency and authenticity has kind of been in my uh, nature. So I decided just to bring that to this business. Mm -hmm. And so if there's an issue and we were at fault and we discovered it before they even know, we -hmm. actually tell them, you know, we tell that Mm -hmm. person. Um, And I think that is really a superpower that businesses could leverage because they think they have to not lie, uh, but not tell the whole truth to save Mm -hmm. face. When in reality, you can build a stronger long-term relationship if Mm -hmm. you're forthcoming and honest. Yeah. Literally, you bat a thousand when you're honest. I mean, yes, there's going to be some person that just says, I don't care if you're honest or not, you're a jerk, you know, but I I don't, those are very few and far between. Everybody appreciates it, you know? Yeah. Wow. And I mean, definitely that only not pertains to business, but real life as well, like your personal relationships as well. Totally. As long as you're honest, you're going to bat a thousand, like you said, because then you're, you're seeing the problem before it happens. And then you're basically jumping on it before it's like a bigger issue. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So one year, and this was out of our control, Mm -hmm. Valentine's Day, 2021. Valentine's Day. If you recall, there was like storm after storm after storm. Well, UPS failed to deliver 1,600 Valentine's Day dinners for us. Wow. So that's the biggest we've ever had to deal with. That's a lot. Yeah. So my customer service manager is like, I don't even know what to do in this situation. Mm -hmm. I was like, me neither, man. But we got to start communicating and often now, you Mm -hmm. know. And so we leverage technology. So we're able to send voice messages uh, and then just email, 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 text, 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 social media, you know, homepage, like everything. Just like, hey, we're, you know, (laughs) this is like, we don't know what's going to happen. This is new. This has never happened. We have no idea, but we got you. Right. Yeah. And that's a big got you. Mm hmm. It's a really big got you on that one. That was that one hurt. That one hurt a lot. I was gonna say it's such um, a blind side of a of a situation to be to have to deal with. Yeah, it was just yeah, and then there was a punch in the gut like three more times. The whole month of February oh. was just a total wash. I turned off shipping for like two weeks. Yeah, it just there was storm after storm after storm. I was like, you know what? We got a big mess to clean up anyway. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. let's just stop for a couple weeks and yeah get our sanity back you know yeah reset yeah reset reset for a little bit (laughs) totally and you know transitioning over back to hattie um what exactly are you doing in this you know with this um project and this lobster special lobster it's actually evolving you know in the beginning the intention was Hey, this NFT blockchain metaverse thing, mm-hmm. uh, it looks like it's going to happen for real, you know, and it's only a matter of time. And we were lucky enough to discover this amazing lobster has an incredible story. And the founder, myself, wants to get into the space. Let's go, you know, let's just mm-hmm. let's just do it. So we spent a couple of months thinking about, okay, well, what is the project uh, and what is it that we want to get out of it? And Mm -hmm. then what do we want 
uh, for the holders. So the biggest thing for us was I want 10%, anything and everything I do with Hattie, 10% is going to marine conservation forever. Oh, I love you that. Know? So we have an IPA, Hattie's IPA. Oh. Um, we launched a merch site, behattie.com. Uh, we just launched a Get Main Lobster box called Save the Reefs um, that's attached to the project as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but first and foremost, 10% is always going back to marine conservation. We have killer art. So we use this art, Johnny Kiotis, and he's in Brazil. And I've used him on a bunch of other things for me. And um, he just he crushed it, which the art part was super interesting for me because I had to reverse engineer it because I'm designing assets. Oh, to, yeah. You know, to then do the uh, machine uh, algorithm puts it together. Yeah. So I designed eight assets, you know, so a body and hair and eyes and mouth and wrist accessory, claw, tail, oh my God. shirt, you know. And yeah. Like, so I would send him a, a sheet and I say, I want this, you know, boom. So conservation, killer art. It's very unique. Uh, and of course, a blue pink uh, lobster. And we wanted to use, um, you know, in real life utility. So uh, we do monthly giveaways of actual lobster, mm. um, you know, a cool lobster box so they can enjoy uh, our products. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. And we do uh, merch giveaways, you know, cool Hattie shirts. And um, now we're just start beginning to launch where I'm giving them a percent of profits Mm. on get main lobster box so i just designed the first one okay. and so they get um 15 of the profits put that in a community wallet that they can claim on a monthly basis oh, so wow. the big vision is because we're really good in the web 2 world let's build this web 3 community uh let's mint out let's take that money and invest it in web 2 stuff mm. leveraging hattie's fame yeah let's do cool stuff and then you know, a percent's always going to go back to the community, you wow. know, and, um, and let's have fun. Right. So we're going to yeah. do pop-ups. We're going to do an annual celebration, uh, you know, all that fun stuff. So that is so cool. This, all that combined sounds just like magic happening. And that's, yeah. that's awesome. That's so awesome. Yeah. And with the whole aspect of Hattie being this unique, you know, lobster itself was the art idea just kind of just came with it because it's yeah cotton the, candy color well <clears throat> yeah the um so i she needed to obviously have you know blues and pinks and mm-hmm. I, I know this is probably a podcast you can't see but i think you can see i could see yeah that her the painting behind me oh, um man. i love isn't that, that isn't yeah that, that amazing? is really cool yeah so that's uh art uh an artist did that for me and that's the first picture i ever took of her but, um, you know, the art part of it kind of went, you know, it it went off a little bit mm-hmm. um, because I'm personifying Hattie. Yeah. So I'm thinking like, I'm thinking like Hattie is, has her own world. And what would other Hatties look like? Like what if Hattie is a species? So I had to think of it that way. Yeah. So there could be female and male Hatties and then, you know, there could even be non, right? So, mm-hmm. and uh, so it's super cool how it all came out, but yeah, you know, we got t-shirts, you know, hoodies that, you know, Hattie's wearing and yeah. some branded, some not branded and mohawks, 
you know what yeah and she's like one of them she's got iced out grill <laughs> and everything so it's pretty cool Speaking of it all yeah i'm yeah. gonna hop on the side i gotta hop on the side and get some hattie gear yeah definitely want the uh, ipa <laughs> yeah so the ipa we sold out so um ah uh, no yeah i i do have a couple here i can i can hook you up so oh that'd be amazing i can hook you up and okay. how oh i appreciate that and yeah. How big is the community? How big has the community grown since you first started Hattie's? You know, it's, uh, it's intimate. Let's call it that. Um, So we chose Binance as a platform. Now, originally, so the GMO community is massive. Mm -hmm. We're, you know, we have over a hundred thousand on social and then our database is, is very deep. You know, we have, 400,000 email subscribers and 90,000 SMS subscribers. So originally I was like, I want to get them into it. Mm -hmm. Binance has friction for, for my demographic acquiring NFT. And I chose Binance because I kind of fell in love with the community, fell in love with a couple of projects that were going on over there. And they wanted to help us because we're web two people coming into web three we mm-hmm. have a lot to learn. So, um, no Sorry, excuses. Quick pause. Sure. Could you explain the difference between Web 2 and Web 3? Yes. Um, well, my interpretation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, um, so Web 2 is your sort of... Um, Web 2 is kind of like social, right? And um, where you're sharing... Um, you know, assets, Mm, you're you're sharing images and um, text and, you know, other things, video Mm -hmm. and all that. You're sharing that. Um, Web3 is the next level of of ownership, right? So then you're able to have gated experience based upon ownership of that asset. So it's asset evolution that then gives you uh, access and, even in sometimes dividends, right? Mm-hmm. So earn um, in in that different community. Yeah. So uh, it's an incredible evolution, right? So I have a credit card and no people can't see it, but yeah. you, know, you have this credit card and this gets you things, right? You can take this and you can, you can type it into a computer or you can get gas at a station. Well, oh, okay. um, you know, web three with the, you know, NFTs and crypto, um, <clears throat> this thing becomes a little bit more functional. Um, the way I describe web three is that the, this has boundaries. Yeah. Um, the way I describe web three to people is that the only limitation is your creativity. Yeah. Right. Because if you think about it, because of the metaverse, like I could design lobster shacks and put them in the metaverse. Wow. Yeah. You know, Jay-Z can have a concert in the metaverse and I can say, listen, I want to make a Jay-Z lobster roll uh, pop up, you know, at your thing. And I'm only going to sell 300. So if you got some VIPs, they're getting special access to your metaverse concert. You know, let's let's do that together and. And I'll hook it up. It'll be the baddest roll you've ever seen. Right. Yeah, yeah. And there's no limitations to what that lobster roll can look like. 
It doesn't have to look like a traditional lobster roll because it's in the metaverse and it's digital yeah. and it can have superpowers. You can keep that lot. You could eat it and keep, you can eat it and, you know, freaking, then you can eat it again the next day, or you can save it and trade it in for something else. Right. That's, yeah. That's crazy. Just, you know, it's, so that's where it's the only limitation is the creativity of the mind. Yeah. And that's what I love about web three, you know? So uh, it's very hard. Yeah, it's harder to describe the difference between two, except that this is the evolution. This mm. is what we all, we don't know it yet, but this is what our desire is, mm-hmm. is to take what's been going on and like on TikTok and Instagram and it, that's empty, right? So yeah. I get to watch some stuff, but now I get to share and be enriched yeah. um, because I'm part of a community and I've ownership. Yeah, I feel like that ownership part is key. Essential, you know? So how do people, who knows? Like we may want to invest in actual Hattie lobster shacks, you know? And then whenever they come, they get special access to something, right? Mm -hmm. Maybe I create a hidden room in every single Hattie lobster shack that we build in the future. Yeah. Yeah. The only way to gain entrance, the only way to get the door to open is to open up your wallet and your NFT, you know, and boom, door opens and says, Hey, welcome holder of number 576. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) You know? So, yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's super cool. And with all that said about, you know, Web3, I guess what's next for Hattie's project? So funny enough, um, August 8th, we got a big town hall where Mm. we're talking about that Save the Reef box that we talked about. Mm -hmm. Uh, We've added some new team members to help us, you know, for lack of a better term, we're going to relaunch, you know, Mm. same platform, same everything. um, But we're just going to reignite the community because we had a great start Mm -hmm. and then we petered out and then we get a spike and then, you know, crypto market's crazy right now. So uh, I've had my head down with the team and say, you know what? We just got to show massive value that is irresistible. So let's do that. And then let's communicate heavily and let's get Hattie going again. Mm. You know? Yeah. So uh, next for, we have a roadmap. However, um, we're really focused on surprise and delight and bringing value oh, and, nice. uh, and building the community. So, and our whole intention is to, um you know meant out by adding value take the money invest in some web 2 opportunities where the community is going to be getting you know ownership of those efforts as well you know so if you buy so they buy an nft for you know whatever uh they get it for and um depending upon what bnb is you know on Mm -hmm. a particular day uh, or if they buy it secondarily um, we want them to get their value back really, really fast, you know? Okay. So yeah. that's, that's our intention and have fun, you know? Yeah. So yeah. We're pretty fun. Lobster, you know, we're, uh, you know, he's, you know, I'm this main guy, right. Selling lobster yeah. with the big old white beard, <laughs> you know, and, um, you know, it's kind of oxymoronic. Uh, yeah. So I think that makes it fun too. Right. The, yeah. If somebody was to, to meet me in the street, they wouldn't know that I'm in heavy and web three. Yeah. You know, trying to build a community. That's true. 
yeah. and serve uh, lobster rolls at Jay-Z's first, you know, metaverse concert. <laughs> yes. I'm trying to manifest that. That's I know. Why Put it out in the universe. It. Put it out in the universe. Yeah. It's going to yeah. happen. Yeah. <laughs> That's super exciting, though. That's really cool. And I mean, I look forward to, you know, seeing your continued success with all that. Thank you. I appreciate that. We're getting some real. I appreciate um, you wanting to talk to me uh, on the yeah. show and. I'm always super grateful of that. And, um, you know, like Wall Street Journal's coming out with an article on us. And Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. And Bloomberg, you know, radio had us. And I was like, wow. Thanks, guys. Thanks for letting me tell my story. Yeah, we're glad that you could come on. And, you know, we are running low on time. But I do have two last questions for you. Uh, The first one is, do you have any tips and advice for those, you know, trying to start their own organizations or businesses and companies in general of, you know, how to really navigate through all this and what mindset Mm -hmm. to really have. Navigate. (laughs) Wow. It's funny because I don't, I wish it on everyone and I want to protect everyone as Mm -hmm. well. Mm -hmm. Um, It's a roller coaster, right? So buckle up, uh, meditate, um, work on your emotional intelligence Mm. and um, that's going to allow you to, you know, I've had that day where 1600 boxes, that's a lot of money. Mm. Mm -hmm. I've been sued. Right. You know, they're all these things. Right. Yeah. And I still wake up with a smile and excited to go after the day because I know all I'm trying to do is deliver an unforgettable experience. So Mm. try to make what your desire is for your end consumer and make it amazing because don't waste anybody's time if you're going to create a product or service that doesn't enrich somebody's life, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So we want to deliver something unforgettable. So we wake up every day and design for that. Um, And so despite any obstacles that come my way, you know, boom, you know, I'm still a happy man. I love and that. Meditation, yeah. emotional intelligence, um, find a mentor and somebody that will hold you accountable. Mm-hmm. Um, that's important because uh, my team would tell you that I go rogue a lot, you know, yeah. <laughs> and break the rules. And, yeah. And I break my own rules too. So, yeah. So I, I need somebody to hold me back sometimes. Yeah. I mean, I love that you mentioned finding a mentor because I know some people feel there's like a stigma where, you know, I'm already at the top of my game. Like, I, why should I need someone to help me? But yeah, do you, you never is it? Yeah, I was going to say, is it something that you believe you're never fully, you know, you're never 100 percent. You're never fully complete. Well, Steve Jobs had a mentor. Bill Gates has mentors. Jeff Bezos, I'm sure, has a mentor. Mm-hmm. Right. And we all look up to those people. Yeah. Um, every mentor has a mentor. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I think there's a stigma, especially um, as a man, right, that I can't seek help. Right. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. You kidding me? You know, I've seen therapists when I couldn't deal with a situation. I, yeah. I don't care. You know what I mean? Yeah. I had to do that for myself. I needed somebody else to give me some insight, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and I, don't think anyone should feel shame for having a mentor or needing to talk to someone yeah. about something they can't figure out on their own yeah. because being a founder is a very, very lonely place. Yeah. So 
Well, thank so you, you for that. yeah, thank you for sharing all of that. Yeah, very absolutely. important things. And my last yeah. question was, um, could you actually explain or close um, by explaining to the people where they could find you and yeah. uh, and your company online and any social media handles that you have? Yeah, so I just started doing my own socials. Um, hey, there we go. And uh, so it's at Barefoot Mark M. Uh, usually, yeah, Barefoot Mark M. Is Bear um, B E A R or B A R A R E? So my goal for my life is to never have to wear shoes. Oh, okay. So, um, so I've kind of started putting that into play recently and adding social media for myself. Okay. Um, socials are all at Get Main Lobster or at Hattie's Bay Club, and um, Telegram, Discord, TikTok, you know, Twitter, mm-hmm. you know everything so but uh uh, we have a lot of fun on social um we're really getting ready to do some special things with hattie's bay club it's already a special project and now we're doubling down so i would love for anyone to come join us yes well thank you thank you for coming on thank you for sharing your story and hattie's story and what you guys are trying to accomplish and i'm excited to see it all unfold in the future and just see you guys take off even more thank you Appreciate that. Yes, yes. Uh, Thank you all for joining another episode of Action and Ambition. This is Dominic Linton and Mark Mural signing off. Thank you, guys. Thanks for listening to Action and Ambition with your host, Andrew Metal. Please leave a review and subscribe and go to andrewmetal.com for all the exclusive lessons, behind-the-scenes footage, and video content of the show. Follow us on Facebook and YouTube at Action and Ambition, and we'll see you on the next episode. need parts o'reilly auto parts has parts need them fast we've got fast no matter what you need we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it product availability just one part that makes o'reilly stand apart the professional parts people oh 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 o'reilly